0: This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. Well, hello, everyone. Good to be with you today. Uh, You hear me say this often, both near and far. Glad that you're here in the house today. Thank you, Pastor Ron. And we're glad that uh, you're joining us today, as Pastor Cindy said on the uh, social media. Isn't God good? We can stay right here in the pasture uh, with the goats next door, uh, the top side of Alexander uh, Cities, where we're located on uh, 63 North. Amen. It's not even memorable. Most people don't even know where 63 North is. But you know there are folks in Uganda watching you today. Africa. There are folks on the top side of America and the west side, all around the world, uh, that uh, uh, you and I are uh, reaching out to. And we thank God uh, for that. What a day that we live in today. Don't have a small expectation of a big God. He's a great God. So I want to welcome you today. We're going to go ahead and get right into uh, the Word of God. Now, I know you probably spent most of the week, um, you know, uh, hearing about the problem, so we don't need to rehearse that, do we? I'm sure that most of you are well-informed, probably over-informed where um, that is concerned. So I really want to look at Uh, God's promise there is a promise uh, from God for every problem uh, that and there are plans that will work out his great purpose you know when you love God and that's what Jesus said love God with all of your heart as Pastor Kelly said all of your mind everything within you Uh, then love your neighbor as yourself. But when you love God, things are going to be worked together for good. Because you love him and he's going to work things together uh, for good and for his good and fulfill his great purpose. So we want to look at uh, Psalms 63 verses 5 and 6. It says, I overflow with praise when I come before you for the anointing of your presence satisfies me like nothing else you are such a rich banquet of pleasure to my soul i lie awake each night thinking of you and reflecting on how you help me like a father you know there is the promise of a father's help this notice this phrase how you help me like a father you know today it would be a general consensus among those of us uh, who uh, say that we believe that there is a God and that we're believing God, that today's time we need God perhaps more now than ever. We need, though I would uh, place before you a God who is more than God, we need a Father's help. There is a God who is not just... uh, Like the God that religion is comfortable with? That the world is comfortable? Oh yeah, I believe that there is a God. Where Jesus crossed this whole thing up and really created a situation for folks was he said, Yes, and that God is a father. He is my father. Boy, that didn't go over too well, now did it? And it still doesn't today. That ha- How can you say that God is your father? Well, because he is. he is. He is the father of all by way of creation. Are you listening? He created man. Uh, but we, But we choose him as our father by accepting and believing the love that he has for us in his giving us Jesus. For the Bible says that God showed us... The great love that he has for you. You know, a God can interact with you, but a Father can love you. A God can give you rules and rituals and regulations, but a Father can give you guidance. A Father can tenderly speak to your heart and bring instruction and correction if necessary. And it can be believed and received because it's from a Father. It can be rejected so easily because it's just a God. God. See, there are many gods, man-made gods, all kinds of gods in this world. But there's only one Father, the Bible says. And there's just one Jesus and one faith and one way only. And the, this Jesus declared in John the 14th chapter, and if you don't believe me, my goodness, let me let me give you uh, someone that is very believable, and that would be Jesus in John the 14th chapter. Jesus said this, he said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No one comes next to the Father except through union with me. To know me is to know my Father too. And from now on, you will realize that you have seen him and experienced him. Philip spoke up, Lord, show us the Father. That will be all that we need. After all, we're so used to hearing about a God. We're so used to be looking for a God who is going to do this or do that. No wonder that he was missing the point because religion, that's what they're comfortable with. That's the object of it is to have a God of some type. That's why he had to say, you know, You need to show us the Father. (laughs) And and then everything will... That will be all that we need. Because he wasn't realizing. Jesus was telling him, if you've seen me, you have seen the Father. Philip, I've been with you all this time and you still don't know who I am. How could you ask me to show you the Father? For anyone who has looked at me has seen the Father. Jesus said in one translation, this same passage, he said, I came... To show you the Father, well, what did Jesus show? He showed the father's heart, he showed his love, he expressed and demonstrated the love of God. Well, why are you talking about the love of God in a world where there's so much hate well what would be what would be the uh What would be the answer then to this great question: Why there's so much hate? There's just not enough love. And human love—how we learn to love one another in the world—is not enough. Obviously, obviously, in the summer of love, in the uh, in the place of love, they're killing one another. Are you listening? See, no, there is a different kind of love, and it's the Father's love, and it's perfect love. It's his heart, and it's shown best in his hand that it gives. Love gives. It gave us Jesus. The Bible says, and if he gave us Jesus, how much freely would he give us all things? You see, sometimes all things is we just think one more thing is going to meet all of my need. That's what's going to satisfy me. See, if they would just do this one thing. If I just had that thing. If I didn't have this thing. See, now there are some greater things than just... What Jesus said, he goes, your life consists of more than what you wear and what you eat and your physical possessions or even your normal natural relations. He said, your life is more than that. And there are some things that make life rich, that make life worth living. And that would be the grace of God. See, the love of God gives the grace of God. It gives us the mercy of God. It gave us the forgiveness of God. You know, to any and to all who look to him for help, who turn to him and who will believe him, believe what? The great love, which is the greatest love of all that he has for you. Paul said, we have believed the love. John said, we have believed the love that God has for us. See, it's one thing for God to love us, but do you believe that God loves you? It's one thing to believe that Jesus came. Did Jesus, is the reality of Jesus coming, is that he came and died for you? Well, I don't know what that means. It means that the wages of sin is death. Somebody would pay the penalty and someone would die. And Jesus came, listen, and died so that you would live so that you did not have to pay the penalty of sin, he took the wrong and made us his right. The Bible says, "He who knew no sin was made to be sin." Died so that so that we could become the righteousness or right with God. Believe the great love, the greatest love of all that He has for you, and He showed us this love in giving us Jesus. See in Jesus, we see grace on display. Grace is an enabling and an empowering. It takes into consideration where you are and as you are, but love lifts your life. Love does not leave you as you are or where you are. Love lifts lives into there is a higher life, the Bible says, Higher than the one that you're living in right now. Whether you're a sinner or a saint, there is a higher, there is a more, there is a greater in God. Lifts our lives to live that higher life where you will reach your highest place uh, in the grace of God, by the grace of God. And what would that be? That you and I are in an ever passionate pursuit of his purpose and his plan. Grace will get you there. I said, grace will get you there. I want to read some scripture out of Ephesians, the second chapter, fourth verse, Passion Bible. It says this, but God still loved us with such great love. He is so rich in compassion and mercy that even when we were dead and doomed in our many sins, he united us into the very life of Christ and saved us by his wonderful grace. He raised us up with Christ, the exalted one, and we ascended with him into the glorious perfection and authority of the heavenly realm. For we are now co-seated as one with Christ. See, God doesn't see you like you see you. God does not see you uh, as others see you. God sees you in his great purpose and his plan already sees you as rescued and saved, believed, believing Jesus as your Lord and accepting Him as your Savior. When God sees you, He sees someone that He loves. He so loved that He was willing to give Jesus for you. He refuses to see you any other way even if you are so far from God, even if you are dead in trespass and sins. He sees you raised up in resurrection life with Jesus Christ. Now I know that the natural thing, the things of God that are spiritual things are foolishness to the natural man. It's hard to comprehend, but just for a moment, take a, take a picture from God's perspective and see things as He sees them. For the Bible says that we are created after, God's own likeness and in his image and God is a spirit so I'm sure that he can speak to you by his spirit and give you a glimpse of glory uh, out of his story if just for a moment that you could see this Jesus that died for you didn't matter how dead dead or how gone gone you were or are today there's not one place there's not a hole so deep God can't reach down and pull you out of There's not a situation so bad that his goodness cannot reach and bring you through. There is not anyone that God cannot save and will not save that will look for a father's help. Jesus said, I came to show you the father. See, all the volunteers will go home if it rains too hard and it lasts too long. All the volunteers will one by one give up early from the search party for the one that is lost. But a father will never give up. His love is unfailing. His love is is unsearchable. He will keep on until he finds the one that he's been looking for. Nothing, the Bible says, can separate you from the love of God. No matter where you are, what you've done, or what you've become, nothing or no one can ever accuse you to the one who loves you more, to the one who took all of the accusation and put it behind of him into his sea of forgetfulness before you ever knew there was such a thing or such a one. God had already decided long ago before you knew you. Or the devil knew you. Or anyone knew you. He knew you. And he loved you. And he knew that one day that you would. He bet all of heaven. That you would accept by believing and receiving the great love. The greatest love of all that he has. For yes love lifts our lives. It takes us. Beyond the present and beyond the now. Let's us know that there is a future that's a reality that is with God or with, without God. Take a father's help while a father's help may be found. Accept the love that he has while that love is abounding. It says throughout the coming ages we will be the visible display of the infinite limitless riches of his grace and kindness which was showered upon us in Jesus Christ. I'll tell you grace will get you there. A father's love the Bible talks about that we just read is such a great love. But it gives an even greater it gives a greater grace. The Bible says where sin abounds grace much more. Abound. say there's a greater grace. See whatever place or whatever it is that you're facing at this moment in time, there is a greater grace for your life. There's an unlimited love, an unfailing, loyal love. that isn't isn't something that God just has. it is who God is. but he but he says in this scripture here, The God who still loved us with such a great love also showered upon us an infinite, limitless richness, fullness of his grace. There's a limitless enabling power. I don't care what the devil has told you. I don't care what life has shown you. I don't care what anyone else has said to you. That you'll never make it. You can never change. It's always going to be the same. No. There is a limitless grace... A limitless enabling and empowering to come to you where you are and love you as you are, but not leave you where you are and not let you just stay as you are because he sees you higher and better and greater and more than you could ever, ever have been before. No, he is purposed, the Bible says, to lift your life to the highest good, the greatest glory, to help you with the Father's help, to succeed in reaching the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. What is that high calling? Together with him. To be forever together with him. And, you know, the good news is that you don't have to wait to heaven to get there. Grace will get you there now. It's days of heaven on the earth. God knew we couldn't get to him for a little while, so he came on down to be with you. And I'll tell you, I read the end of the book. It doesn't say we're just going up there and stay with God. It says God's coming down here to live with us on a new heaven and a new earth. Oh, come on now. God's always just wanted to be with you a whole lot more than you wanted to be with him. I got great news today. You need a father's help, and that father's help is that when you call, before you call. Have you ever been in a situation where you know it was a little more than you were? Ever been in a circumstance where, boy, I'll tell you, you just felt like you're on your own and you just didn't have a nothing in the, in, in, into the driveway pulls uh, some help it, it, over the telephone ring and the voice. There's the call. And I'm going to tell you something. You need to realize you might have called upon a God, but it will be a father who answers. You know, America right now might be calling upon a God, but we need a father's help. I said we need a father's help. i tell you the setup that God's about to step up into is we've got generations that don't know the father's love, that have never been touched by a father, a proper father. But there is a heavenly father. Listen, that Jesus is about to step onto the scene in personal ways. I mean, come to folks that you would not ever think that you would go to. But Jesus can show up in the nighttime. They'll start thinking about And see a father's help in their dreams. They'll start seeing a father's help coming on the scene. Oh yeah, he's going to use men, but you know, he's not just limited to what men will do or won't do. I'll tell you, God's got some more super than just the naturals to work with. Oh, he said that the highest calling—that you would be the display, you would become a witness of His love and of His grace—that your life would not be limited to what they said, would not be limited to what happened, or what's even happening now. I'll tell you, we're on the, we're in the. Uh, I, I, Believe this. I believe that there is a word that comes from God that is a foretelling that, that points to something that is coming, something more than is right now today. This is the last Sunday of June. If you'll permit me for just a moment to, to throw in just a, a, a little expectation because I'm not just stirred up emotionally. There is there is, there, there is a, a, a deep burning desire and a fire on the inside of me that I feel like the Holy Ghost is just taking a stick and stirring the embers. And there's life down in there. And I'm expecting that when you stir the embers, it isn't just to see if there's any life there, but it's for the purpose of throwing some fresh wood on the fire is the purpose of of a do-over of a one more time of a again. And I believe God is a consuming fire, and I believe there's an again. I believe that we're in the right in the middle, last Sunday of the sixth month, and you know, it's the tipping point. It's the tipping place of the year. And I've just been too far with God to not believe that what he began, he will also finish, but there is a caveat. He said the end of a thing is a way greater than the beginning of a thing. And I I, I don't know about you, but it doesn't have to be a whole lot even if it's just a little but when that moment when the movement comes and I tip over into July I'm expecting a supernatural God supply Amen. that is not like before it's, a, it's it's even if it's just a little more than before there's a whole lot more because you know a little seed will re- will be realized in a greater harvest it just takes a little seed to reap a whole lot of harvest. Oh, what do you mean a whole lot more than just that one little seed? Amen. Praise the Lord. And God will seed us, won't he, with his word. He'll seed us with an expectation. Boy, some stuff come up quick. I'm looking for some suddenly that's taken a while to get here, but when it get here, you'll know it. You'll know it, God says, because I'll show it. Praise the Lord. All right, let's move forward uh, here. If you believe it, you can receive it. Believe the love and believe and receive the gift of grace. You know, the scripture encourages us to come to Christ. Christ is not Jesus' last name. It is it is. His his unction and his function. It is the anointed one and his anointing. And God has placed upon Jesus a blessing. A make you more than you now are. That is perpetual. It's eternal. God has unlimited increase. Unlimited life. Unlimited love. Limitless riches of grace. The Bible says it will spend eternity. Eternity. For it was only through this wonderful grace that we believed in him. Nothing we could ever, nothing we did or nothing we do could ever earn this salvation. For it was the gracious gift from God that brought us to Christ. So come to Christ means that we have to receive the gracious gift of God, the grace of God, that brings us to Christ. You know, it's a gift to you, those people that come and irritate you and talk about Jesus. It's mercy to give you what you don't deserve so you don't get what we do deserve. It's good news that all is forgiven and all are forgiven. You know, when we come to Christ, we accept Jesus as our Savior. We don't try to save ourselves. It says that it's a gift so that no one will ever be able to boast for salvation is never a reward for good works or human striving. Most times you'll Hear people say and say, Well, have you accepted Jesus as your Savior? Well, I try to be a good Christian. Try to be a good person. See, being a good person, it's not. Salvation is not a reward for good works or human striving. You can't be good enough. I can't be good enough. And boy, it's a freedom and the truth of that we don't have to try to be good enough. Jesus was good enough and Jesus now is enough. Well, I'll tell you I just believe some people are too bad to be saved. I might be one of those, honey. There's not anyone or anything too bad that the goodness of God cannot change. No sin that can that has not been forgiven. I said no sin that was not that has not been forgiven. Forgiveness was an act of God. It was a choice of God to forgive all of all. You know, to love like God loves means that we have to forgive like God forgives. Forgive all of all. Well, you don't know what I've been through, no, but God do. Aren't you glad? that you're through with some of it, quit dragging it along. Quit going back to the mud hole. If you got through it, don't turn right around and drive right back into it and drive through the other side and keep telling folks, you know, look what I've been through and you go through it and through it and through it and through it and through it. Let's be through with it. Amen. Forgive it and ask God to help you to forget it. You know, I've got some scars on my hands and they, they represent things that I've been through. But, you know, they don't hurt anymore. They don't affect me anymore. They're just a reminder of what I've been through. It's good to have a scar. Are you listening? Because it reminds you of what you've been through. But it doesn't affect you anymore. It's just a mark. It's just a reminder. I got through that. I went through that. God helped me through that. I'm on the other side of that now. You know, in order to come to Christ, we have to look away from all that would distract in the world. And there are many distractions in the world today, both good and bad. Many arguments, many reasonings uh, against the true knowledge of God. But we have to choose to look away from all that would distract in the world, and look to God. Look for a Father's help. We'll find that when we look to Jesus. The Bible says this, He shows us the Father. He shows us the Father's love, and He shows us the Father's hand, which is the Father's help. I want to pray with you today, and I invite you to pray with me. If you're here today under the sound of my voice, either near or far, you've never accepted Jesus Believe the love that God has for you and him. I want to invite you to do that right now. It's private. It's personal. No one's going to uh, make you do something that you want to do. I believe that faith in Jesus is a private and a personal thing. It's of the heart. It's not an outward display. There will come a, an outward witness after of what has happened on the inside. One of those things we're going to do uh, uh today, which is a wonderful thing, is we're going to baptize a believer, uh, someone who has placed their faith in Jesus, and they want to take that step of following Jesus in a public manner before men, and that's the statement that we make in being baptized. You know, you need to be saved, you need to be baptized in water, you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit, and I won't worry about you between here and there, if you'll just stay on that road, you'll make it. So let's pray this simple prayer. And remember, it's not so much what we understand with our minds or what people hear, or just a prayer that's mere words. It's what we say and speak from our heart when we look to God. And we look for a Father's help, we find Jesus. So let's pray this. Jesus, I come to you right now. I believe the love, the Father's love. I receive the saving grace that makes me new in you right now. In Jesus' name, thank you. Amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer, then what the Bible promises, the Father's help, is that you are made brand new and new creation that never existed before. You don't get a new leaf, honey. You get a brand new life. It's, an, it's the ultimate reset and redo and restoration. Of you being reconciled to God. Now, God is not just a God; He is your Father, and you can expect a Father's help. I want to say, God bless you. Uh, contact us if you uh, will. You can, uh, if you're near uh, here and local, come uh, come be with us. Uh, if you're uh, if you're far uh, from where we are, you can still contact us through uh, the many the many ways that we have, uh, Facebook or. Uh, YouTube or the church website and we'll be happy to help you with your uh, next step in following Jesus for the rest of your life. So I want to say thank you for joining us today. God bless you until the next time you have peace and receive the grace of God.